Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The second time it's gone off. They never go home. They never go home. They never go home. Those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. And I said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you? Yes. Good luck. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team. <laughs> second captain, first captain, whatever. A lot of people ask a lot of things of a lot of sports events. Every Munster Hurling final has to be the best ever. Every Champions League final needs to be 4-3. Every Wimbledon final needs to be 8-6 in the fifth. But when it comes to the Ryder Cup, we're simple creatures. We want it to be close on the scoreboard. And if it's not close, can we at least make sure we have Rory McIlroy fighting in a car park? Hello and welcome to today's Second Captain's Podcast. Hello there, Ken. Hello, Kieran. How are you? Well, many of my fellow Europeans on the World Service were shocked and appalled at Malachy Clerkin's suggestion last week that he'd rather every Ryder Cup was won 14.5, 13.5 by the US than have to watch blowout after blowout which has unfortunately been the recent history of this fine biennial exhibition golf match. Uh, we have reunited Malachy with Gavin Cooney of the 42 to explain himself but certainly this one was in danger of being a total procession. Now, Kent, we've already recorded a football show today yeah. Uh it became obvious during the course of the recording of this show that you had spent your Saturday doing other things. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have time to sit down and watch the Ryder Cup. Well, I had heard... Ten hours. Um, my sources had indicated that the Ryder Cup was effectively finished as a contest by lunchtime on Friday afternoon. <sighs> there was a time on Saturday morning when it looked p- possible that Europe could wrap up the entire thing before Sunday's single matches had even begun, which would have been, obviously, completely ridiculous. Enter stage left. Patrick Cantley, Ken. Cantley. Yeah. A story broke uh, that Cantley had been the sower of discord, sower of discord, yes. in the US team room by suggesting that the players be paid for their time during the Ryder Cup. In fact, his non-wearing of a hat, <laughs> yes, Ken, his non-wearing of a hat was seen as a silent protest against his free labour being exploited in this way. Jesus. Uh, this seemed to rile him up something serious because he played magnificent golf thereafter and the US team adopted a cap-wearing protest as their rallying cry. So some players were doffing imaginary caps. Uh, 
but all of the European fans all day Saturday were basically waving their caps in the air. Uh, caps off for your bank account, basically, was the chant. Uh, oh, I, I saw a clip of that, but didn't understand what uh, it was referring to. Now I get it. Yeah, so this spilled over onto the 18th green on Saturday evening when his caddy, Joe LaCava, was waving his, his cap around all over Rory McIlroy's line, which so enraged Rory that he was still pretty pumped after the game, as evidenced by him losing it in the car park. You've seen the footage. Mm. Roaring. Shocking at, footage. Uh, at a US caddy that is not the man who was uh, all up in his grill, which kind of seemed a little... he As Rory explained it last night, he was basically the first American I saw, as opposed to an American that had done anything wrong. <laughs> uh, so, so the footage obviously went mega viral, I believe is the phrase, uh, on Saturday evening. And uh, for that reason, Sunday got a whole lot tastier. You know, just the idea that McElroy was at war with, you know... America. America. Yeah. Uh, anyway... After his singles match yesterday, Rory still seemed pretty cut up about the whole thing. Yeah, uh, walking off 18 yesterday was probably the ang- angriest I've ever been in my career. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I said it to the US guys, I thought it was disgraceful what went on, and um, I made that clear. Uh, but I, again, I needed to calm myself down because um, I could have let it, you know, sort of bring me down the wrong path, and I didn't. I, I let it focus me, and... Um, you know, I, I read a few quotes from the great Marcus Aurelius, the former rem- emperor of Rome this morning, which sort of put me in the right frame of mind, along with some nice words of encouragement from my wife. And um, and I was I was ready to go. Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Richard Harris, of course, in Gladiator. Uh, yeah. Richard Harris in Gladiator. Correct. Uh, suffice to say, there were a few too many Gladiator references on Sky Sports' coverage of the Ryder Cup. but um, Were there? Well, listen. after he said Marcus Aurelius, oh, before just all just, just golfing before. gladiators, yeah, like more even than you'd think possible in a three-day broadcast. The Scotch Irish Firebrand, <laughs> McElroy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Were the, you shocked in a poll? I mean, I I did think that it was a black eye for the great game of golf on Saturday evening, seeing Roy McIlroy lose his cool like that. You know, I didn't think so. Um, I thought it was fine. Um, what I I am they, they don't get paid at all for being in the Ryder Cup. No, not at all. No, well, I mean, twenty uh, percent of something goes into the players' pension funds. But I mean, so the they pension, do get paid. Well, yeah, but I mean, the pension fund is for the PGA Tour players who like are struggling after the after their uh, careers. Are over. So if you've made the Ryder Cup, then you're a really really successful golfer. So, so they're doing something for the game as well as their own profile. Correct, Ken. But I Patrick can see Hadley, how that's, that's not an attractive yeah, yeah, offer Hadley's from not. the point of view of an American golfer. Yeah, listen, I respect the Ryder Cup. I respect you guys, but I am going to have to get paid. This is, <laughs> at the end of the day, this is modern slavery. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I don't want to call myself Spartacus, <laughs> uh, but that, if, you, if you're putting me in that... If you're putting those words in my mouth, I'm happy. Yeah, enough. and if you're foisting the role of saviour of modern day golf on me, then I, Patrick Cantley, reluctantly accept. He is hotly denied that... Uh, that uh, the hat, the cap situation had anything to do with asylum protest about not getting paid. Instead, he says, well, the story is one of his teammates, Xander Schofle, Xander Schofle's dad went on German radio and said he just didn't want tan lines for his wedding day, which is today. Oh. <laughs> so, listen, it's been an extremely dramatic weekend, Ken. Yeah, no, and I, for one... I'm delighted to say that we have Mal and Gav coming up on the Ryder Cup in just a few minutes. We'll have huge build-up to Ireland-Scotland in the Rugby World Cup all week. 
on the World Service to join, all you have to do is go to secondcaptains.com forward slash join and you'll get all shows ad-free for just €5 Euro a month plus fat. So why don't you uh, give that some thought? There was one extremely impactful game in our uh, rugby pool last night as South Africa played Tonga in their final group game. Now, they had a chance to secure qualification to the quarterfinals, but they were loose, Ken. Very loose. Yeah. And failed to win by the 35 points that would have secured their place in the quarter... Actually, hold on a second. Am I talking... Yes, I think I am talking permutations. (laughs) I'll leave the abacus out for this one. Well, the winners of all the eight ties go through to the quarterfinals. So... Even though you might not have noticed it watching RTE last night, South Africa failing to overtake our score difference was actually a pretty major deal. That means that if all three teams finish on 15 match points, Ireland, instead of finishing third and out of the tournament, will now finish top of the group as long as we lose by less than five points. So, Ireland win, Ireland and South Africa go through. And we're going to go through it again, Ken. Yeah, yeah. Because people still appear to now, be confused. Look, it, because it was changed last night by the, 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 those implications, we now know what we have to do. God, Ken. It's just a joy broadcasting with you on days like today. Ireland win, Ireland and South Africa go through. Ireland and Scotland draw, Ireland and South Africa go through. Ireland get a four-try bonus point and lose by seven or less, i.e. the game finishes 5-2 on match points to Scotland. Ireland and South Africa go through. Scotland win with three tries or less, but Ireland get a losing bonus point or a four-try bonus point for one of match points. Ireland and South Africa go through. Scotland win with three three tries or less, and Ireland don't get a bonus point. South Africa and Scotland go through. This is a reasonably likely scenario, so people just need to remember that. Scotland win with three tries or less, and Ireland don't get a bonus point. South Africa and Scotland go through. If Scot if the Scotland if Scotland win and get four tries, we get no bonus point. Scotland and South Africa go through. All very clear so far. <laughs> Is it though really? So we just have to either win or draw yeah. or lose by less than seven, seven points yeah. or score four tries. Now, hang on. If you score four tries and lose by 10 points, you're out. Uh, yes, because it, it, we'll finish 5-1 on match points which means we're all on 15 points which is what I'm going to get to right now if Scotland get a four try bonus point win and Ireland get a single bonus point all three teams would finish on 15 pool points that's when points difference comes into it we have the best points difference by five from South South Africa and South Africa are 20 clear of the Scots if Scotland get a four try bonus point win against us and if we got four tries and lost by between seven and 19 points then South Africa would have the best points difference in the pool and go top Scotland second on head to head but if we lost by 21 points, Ken, oh, Jesus. while still scoring four tries... We, we deserve to get knocked out of the World yes, Cup. Yes. I mean, that would be idiotic. Like, yeah. We scored four tries and lost by 21, 21 points. points. Scotland would have the best points difference in the pool and go through first. And then on head-to-head, we beat South Africa. South Africa, go good home. night. So we can't lose, still qualify as pool winners, and eliminate South Africa. But so why can't we just uh, phone the Scots, say... Let us score four tries. Make sure you run away with it on the scoreboard. Yep. And then we'll play France, you play New Zealand, South Africans go home. Why, why don't we just do that? We could do that. Old school tie. Sports, in- I mean, we, we have talked quite a bit about sporting integrity on today's football show. What does this say about sporting integrity? You, was, Nothing people good. Don't, people yeah. don't do this in rugby. 
I don't think they do it in many sports, to be okay. honest. It's yeah. just it's just that if the implications are there, you know, that one side, that both sides can actually go through and have a hell of a lot of fun along the way. And a big laugh at the end of it. A I mean, imagine laugh. the gales of laughter. 2-2, two, two, ciao, ciao, yeah. No, I do think, I don't think we can, we can engineer it from here. Mm. But if, for instance, we were 17 points down against Scotland in the last five minutes, we've both scored four tries. If we don't concede a try, we're out. We're out. But if, if we, we do, do concede a try, so this makes us so much sense, doesn't it? This whole structure, it's brilliant, it's, isn't it? It is. It's quite beautiful. I've just been looking while you've been t- while you've been talking about these uh, these permutations. I've been looking at these rugby world cup groups, you know, mm-hmm. and I've noticed something about them. I don't know if this has ever come up in any of the commentary surrounding the rugby world cup. Please, there is there is an oddity. I've noticed these five team groups, which of course five teams isn't it? interesting. Number yep. of teams having a group. It is Namibia. Uh, fifth in pool A, nul point, minus 218 points difference. Uh, Romania, uh, fifth in pool B, nul point, minus 234 points difference. Portugal, fifth in pool C, deux points. Deux, deux points. They drew a game against yes. Georgia, who are fourth. Yes. Uh, Chile, fifth in pool D, nul point, minus 188 points difference yes has anybody ever suggested maybe having four team groups <laughs> has that been a thing that's anyone's uh, put their have, finger on there before? has been there has been some discussion well it's nonsense because like the whole thing they could they could just play a game each week then yes so so why is why have they stuck in an extra it's called gr- team? it's called growing the game ken is you that know? is that literally that's literally the only reason yeah yeah that uh, maybe you know the the Portuguese, you know the Portuguese. How is it growing the game to have the people of Romania watching um, a series of seventy point defeats? Two Romanians might get signed now, by Namibia, French, by the way, second now, division teams. Maybe have been in in the World Cup as long as I've known it. Yeah, they're always in the World Cup. They're not getting any better, are they? Was it Namibia that um, our boy scored four tries against the nineteen ninety five, or was that Zimbabwe? I think it might have been Zimbabwe, and I think it might have been nineteen ninety one. But I just, I know where your head's at and I love it, Ken. Like Namibia, we're talking 30 years ago, yeah. these guys, and they're still getting nothing yeah. and getting absolutely trounced. What's the point of this? Like it does actually, I, I think it spoils the tournament a bit in terms of, it means you have to take an extra week yeah. to, to finish the games. Like Ireland yeah. have this two, two week break in the middle, which kind of no, I, I mean, disrupts I th- the rhythm. I think I basically agree with you, to be honest. Um I mean, it's not like it's that compelling television either. No. I mean, I have to say that, you know, the Rugby World Cup has been going on now for, like, quite a while. And I've I've, I've gleefully not watched quite a few games. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, what is the point? I hope know? you're enjoying the tournament. Well, I am, Rob. I am, and I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying your commentary, Rob, actually. He's enjoying, good, isn't he? I'm enjoying your contributions. Yeah, he has been good. I think he's got an interesting presence, you know? He does. What he does, and I find this I find this unusual among TV analysts, he makes great use of pauses. Yeah. He really, he, you know, he's, he doesn't need to rush what he's saying. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to pause. I'm Rob fucking Kearney. And then They'll say wait. some other, you know, quite meaningful thing, you know, and, yeah. and you know, with a thoughtful expression. I, I, I enjoyed his, uh, the sport of rugby is dead in Australia. Yeah. Sitting next to Matt Williams. <laughs> well, Rob, I'm not sure. Got yeah, on. well, I, then it was like, well, Rob, you've you played in Australia. I played. I was shocked. Shocked and appalled by what I saw. Yeah, great stuff. It was great stuff. I have been enjoying that. Cheers. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Bang to the head. This was given to me by one of these guys right here. <laughs> was a hell of a rugby player. And they beat the hell of a black and tan. Defense of the Railroad! It's the bang to the head. How many times have you licked bastards been told, eh? Followed by another bang to the head. Anyone wearing orange is not welcome in. <laughs> Mr. Biden, a quick word for the BBC. I've got to put my hand in my pocket since they left. They paid me 500 pounds. BBC, I'm Irish. If any fool wants to pay me £500 to jibber and jabber, I'll take his money. Well, the Ryder Cup may not have been all that close in the end, but it did have Rory McIlroy fighting people in a car park. And we didn't predict that last week, <laughs> did we? Malky Clerkin and Gavin Cooney. Sorry, Kieran. Sorry, we should have predicted the yeah. fight in the car park. <laughs> Who had that on the Ryder Cup bingo card? Uh, how are we doing anyway? I mean, I was thinking of you on Saturday morning, Mal. Mm. Loudly supporting the American team As you swore to do last Wednesday yes. So desperate were you yeah. For a close Ryder Cup Yeah I got uh, Three different people Texting me and, and other people Getting on to me on Twitter On Friday night Going I, I literally am watching this Because of you And it's shit And I went <laughs> Yeah I'm sorry I, I fully apologise uh, This is my greatest nightmare That this This stupid tournament uh, gets away from one team or the other, uh, and to the point where I actually had to go to <laughs> I had to go to a funeral in the west of Ireland on Saturday, and so missed quite a bit of the action because I was driving over and back, and then I got back to to to, to see that <laughs> Shane Lowry pulling Rory McIlroy back and <laughs> in in a car park and went the Ryder Cup way. It never lets you down. Even no, when it's even letting you down, it, it doesn't. Even let you when down. it's letting you down, it is such the ludicrous self-importance of it beats everything in the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it the one thing that we did get right here last week, Murph, is that it sends them <laughs> mad. Mm. It turns these completely uh, self-contained elite sports people into nut jobs and it's it's fantastic it look there is no other like there's no equivalent to it uh scotty scheffler is by not by far but definitely the best player in the world and has been for like three years uh bob mcintyre like is not it's not he's not an elite golfer Mm. A number of Corn Ferry Tour pros have had better statistics than yeah. Bob over the last six months, apparently. I read on Golf Digest this morning. Scotty Scheffler didn't win a match. Bob McIntyre didn't lose a match. <laughs> Although I will say, <laughs> I will say when he missed that putt on the 12th yesterday, oh, yeah. I was like, 
if it comes down to yeah. Rob McIntyre, we are <laughs> screwed. Because this guy is not winning a point if yeah. we need him to win a point. And that, but isn't that ma- the magic of the Ryder Cup yeah. as well? Because there was, despite the fact that it was a blowout, mm-hmm. and it was a blowout uh, by half 11 on Friday morning, you could kind of convince yourself that, hang on, I was are, totally we looking at, are when, we looking when, at the greatest Because Because Mac- McIntyre missed his putt, and then the Fleetwood missed, like, literally in the next frame. And... Uh, Max Homo was coming down the the 18th and you were going right I can totally see this now uh, if Lowry doesn't win and it comes down to I, I sort of always presumed that Fleetwood would beat Fowler but like that was such a terrible putt he hit and it wasn't like him now he subsequently went like Five minutes later, Fowler went in the water and Fleetwood hit his hit his tee shot onto the green and it was over. But uh, absolutely, at that point, I went, I can absolutely see this. 100% can see this. And you, that's all you need. You just need to be able to convince yourself for a little mm. while that this could turn and that, well, I have to keep on watching in case I miss one of the great jokes in sport. Mm. And ultimately, it didn't happen. But still, despite the fact that it was one of the most one-sided competitions I've seen in any sport in quite a while... You know, you could convince yourself it there might was have gone definitely otherwise. an hour. There was hmm. definitely an hour yesterday where I was there. The path to victory uh, was quite actually quite clear for the Americans. Mm. You know that, like, okay, you need a Ricky Fowler to be Tommy Fleetwood. Other than that, uh, like everything else was one hundred percent on the table yeah. and and possible. And as Shane Laurie said afterwards, like it was the most stressful two hours of his life. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, if it had gotten down to it. You know, Shane was not exactly playing so brilliantly that you thought actually, you know, this you know, Speed had had you know had been playing like ridiculous yeah. stuff for the first ten yeah, or twelve holes. Yeah. So I mean Larry really couldn't make up his mind whether he really wanted to sink the uh, the winning putt for the Ryder Cup or not. <laughs> or just oh. win the Ryder Cup. I really Cup. I really oh. don't do I really want this pressure? <laughs> I think he was absolutely convinced that he had yeah, I think sunk he did, the, yeah. I think when when he holed out to go Dormy whatever, Dormy two or Dormy mm. one or whatever. I think he was I think he thought Oh no, that's it, I did it. He I did it. He said that he he holed the putt on seventeen and he doesn't know how he hold it because he know he had known beforehand <laughs> right, okay. that that Fleetwood had that Fleetwood had done the business a couple of minutes before. But I suppose the the, the key to Europe's success was the fact that their three big players yeah. turned up and yeah. played absolutely brilliant. Hovland, Ram, and McIlroy were all exceptional. Mm. That was it. Like and and they were exceptional early. Like they you know from Thursday morning all the way like. Hovland brought the first big roar of the Ryder Cup by chipping in uh, on the, f- the first, first, yeah, first. Uh, on Thursday morning. Uh, Ram followed him by chipping in or holding from off the green like 15 minutes later. Uh, and so like straight away, like the statistics on the first hole were hilariously unbalanced all week. Uh, Europe got off to a fast start. Like this is the stupid thing about it, you know. They they did all the things that they've always done when they've won by miles. Like they got off to fast starts. They uh, won the foursomes by a mile um, and hung on the rest of the way. And yet uh, you're kind of shocked that oh my god, it turned out to be a blowout again. Like they just won by miles again at home. And so, but it, yeah, it came down to to like even on Sunday, it came down to those three. So they needed four point four and a half points. Uh, going into Sunday, um, or was it four points? Yeah, they were on ten and a half, so they needed four points to to guarantee the win. Um, Hovland, Ram, and Rory 
all won in the in the first three or four matches. Ram tied, yeah. Or yeah, t- Ram, Ram, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ram tied a brilliant match against Scheffler um, and and got a tie uh, coming down the last. And it was like they went out and and did what they had to do. Whereas like Spieth did nothing all week. Cantley, well, no, Cantley was good. Sorry, uh, but Schofield was terrible. Um, they, Scheffler they, was, you know, didn't do Scheffler it. Really didn't, Scheffler, Scheffler the, the the best golfer in the world, went down to uh, the record defeat in the history of the Ryder Cup on Saturday alongside Brooks Kepka <laughs> with a five-time major champion. Yeah, to Hovland and a guy who was in college ninety-four days ago. Yeah, you know, like like it's it's a it's a ludicrous event. <laughs> there's just there's just no getting away from it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Americans may make the argument that they ha- most of them hadn't played in five weeks. I mean that's also a choice sure. they made, you know. Um, Absolutely. And as a result, the, the, the Irish Open wouldn't have turned any of them away. <laughs> yeah, I, and they had, there was a there was a PGA Tour event in Napa Valley that Homa Homa definitely played that. And Thomas two years previously. Thomas did. Thomas obviously yeah. didn't uh, didn't play in the playoffs, so he hadn't played in ages as well. Mm. Um, and it probably showed. We did probably neglect that in the in the preview. The uh, the fact that they hadn't played in five weeks and Speed pretty much admitted that it was an issue afterwards. That ideally we play one or maybe two weeks at the end of the Tour Championship, which is the end of the FedEx. But you know Europe were nicely primed. A few of them played the Irish Open. All twelve of them played at Wentworth, and then it just it comes down to ten the of them eternal. finishing the top fifteen, I think, something at Wentworth like that, or something yeah. like it. You know, and they had them. You know, they were they were paired up against the people that they will be playing with yeah. in Rome. So it comes back to the age-old thing of like, do Europe just kind of care more about this mm-hmm. than the US? And you know, talking about like Shane Lowry, we were talking about him beforehand. Like, obviously, he deserves his place because of some kind of intangible vibes, man. Mm. Uh, and he played grand. I thought he was he had good stuff on the front nine on Friday then kind of really cooled off but I thought he played pretty well on Sunday I think his card was six under and he, and he squared that match with Spieth but like for the Americans like how daunting is his enthusiasm mm. you know they, <laughs> they come over and they're always faced with questions like are you really bothered about all this and we'll, we'll get into all the Cantley stuff and then just to just to see how up for Lowry is must be just so irritating like imagine mm-hmm. Brooks Kepka, who barely strolled out onto a green to watch anyone else play a shot imagine him looking at Lowry <laughs> you know lepping uh, lepping yeah. a jumping around greens and getting all up with uh, a Joe LaCava and stuff and like that's the mad thing about the the Ryder Cup because I was just like a formative moment in my life when I saw years ago there's an episode of Mock the Week when you know they do the scenes we like to see mm, mm. Uh, so they uh, and one of them was uh, things a sports commentator would never say mm. and Hugh Dennis goes to the mic and says in a blow for New Zealand it has been announced that rugby doesn't matter <laughs> so it just it, it just it kind of reminded me that hang on this only matters because everyone agrees that it matters because yeah, it's all yeah. kind of pretty artificial and uh, mm-hmm. constructed and there's nothing more kind of artificially constructed and ridiculous than the Ryder Cup in all of sport uh, and it only matters because people pour loads of emotion into it and just everyone comes together uh, once every two years and say yeah this does matter mm. so that's why you get so much guff you know on Sky yeah. about uh, you know there's nothing like this in golf and the spirit of Seve and so forth um, but it does make a difference you know and that's the edge that Europe have always had Larry and Badida and the Americans as well um, I think they were happy not to get routed in the end 
Yeah, I think. Sorry, sorry, Murphy. I'm going, no, I'm going on. But like Fowler just gave up on the whole thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Why did he make? I mean, Fleetwood <laughs> is not by no means the world's greatest putter, especially under pressure. He had about four feet. Like it's you know you'd expect him to make it, but it's not exactly a gimme. Um, and he has to make this uh, to guarantee the tie that would win the Ryder Cup. Now Fowler has his own putt to make par, uh, so maybe he felt, look, I'd rather. I'd rather uh, just give it now, be seen as a, the decent guy rather than, you know, miss the push to decide it. Mm. But it just goes to show, like, I mean, not to, this is a really basic point, but like if Lowry was in Fowler's position, there's no way Lowry's giving away that put. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, see, it's weird because every two years we try and come up with a, with a reason why a, a dominant team two years ago gets absolutely hammered two years later. Mm. So Shane Ryan on the Golf Digest website, uh, we'll get to the number of it. We, we come today to mourn the soul of the Ryder Cup, but make no mistake, this is not an obituary. The Ryder Cup will survive in its current state of atrophy. It will be held every two years, bearing global catastrophe, rotating between Europe and the United States, attended by thousands of fans and months of hype and heaps of salvation money. But this weekend, in the Eternal City, on land from which once rose a great empire, we bid solemn farewell <laughs> to the institution as a competitive or even interesting event. To borrow a Zach Johnsonism, we've lost the Ryder Cup. <laughs> so, I mean, it, so the article basically goes on well, to say that it line is, that Zach Johnson had all week. Yeah, <laughs> you know the 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 entire lo- the the line of the uh, of the the piece is basically that it's impossible to win a, an away Ryder Cup. But the conclusions reached are, I have to say, a little on the woolly side. Which is, he says, okay, maybe the fact that. Uh, uh, home teams can, you know, design the course mm. in a certain way, and certainly the the amount of drivable power fours uh, uh, in Rome did suggest that the Europeans were happy enough if the Amer- if it didn't come down to a competition of you know wedge shots. Mm. Now that leaves aside the fact that drivable power fours are the most entertaining thing in golf. Hundred percent. I mean, and definitely in in match play. Golf. In match play, yeah. like of course, like, like there is no downside to going for the green with a driver. So. Let's just let's just let them at it. So it's a yeah. bizarre thing, right? Uh, then he says, "Okay, it's actually the foursomes is where all of the home advantage comes to bear." So I mean, over the course of the last three Euro- uh, European held Ryder Cups, I think the record is like twenty to four 20 or to so. Four, yeah. Um, but then, then he says, taking out the foursomes, basically, you know, what's the Ryder Cup without foursomes and mm. four ball? Like, forget about that. Mm. So basically, the 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 upshot is the fans is why we see 15-point swings from uh, US-held Ryder Cups to European-held Ryder Cups, which to me sounds completely daft. <laughs> I mean, if, if that's the best reason... I mean, the Ryder Cup can't be dead purely because fans make it so impossible that uh, for golfers to play golf. I mean, I just... I, I do not accept that. I don't either. No, I, I also think, like, this is, this is going to sound kind of ludicrous because there is a clear pattern. Like... Even though this was a, a, a like it was a five point hiding and it was over on Friday night to all intents yeah. and purposes, it's and it it is still the closest one since Medina. Like so, five. So there is obviously a clear pattern of yeah, of, of and blowouts. there is a problem definitely. But, but part of me thinks that there's still a bit. The sample size is still a wee bit too small, even though you're talking about ten years. Like, it, like when you talk about say, the ones where. Uh, Europe have gone to America. So the last one in Whistling Straits, it was still during COVID. Like, you still, Europeans could not fly to America. Mm. So, like, 
that was the biggest home field advantage that there has ever been in the Ryder Cup. Like since the days when the teams went over on yeah. steamboats, you know, like they were playing against literally an American crowd. There was nobody cheering for Europe there. So I think you kind of throw that out a little bit. Um, Americans coming to this side of the world. Okay, the course set up in La Golf Nationale in Paris uh, completely took out the Americans' driving length and built up the rough and all of that sort of stuff. So there was a real, there's a course element to that. Nobody was saying that this week. The course was just completely, more more or less, a, a neutral ground. Mm. Um, even like Glen Eagles, it was McGinley against Tom Watson. The captains had a real impact there. I don't think, I don't necessarily think that it's an impossible thing to win in a way Ryder Cup. Mm. Like, so Europe won in Medina, but they also uh, won in Oak Hill. Uh, but didn't they also, did they win in 04? Anyway, whenever, whenever they did, it's, it's, not a, it's not a completely unheard of thing. Um, there have been blowouts. I think the fans is a, is, a, is a huge thing, but I think you've got to suck it up. You know, you've got to understand that, you know, you're a sports man. Gavin, this play the play the bloody game. If if fans are the only reason why, if if the if fans are the only explanation for a fifteen point swing in two years, that's mm. absurd. Golf golfers need to toughen up like a lot. I mean, sure, like the marshals could move back, you know, five extra feet on either side from the from uh, a walk from a green to a tee box. I mean, it will that does that matter? But I mean, you've also got to understand, like, like that's the game. Yeah, you gotta get yourself into a headspace that this is the game that you're going to play. Like what? I, like it, it? It is obviously, objectively hilarious that the Ryder Cup only got going this time around because people started waving their caps at, at yeah. Patrick Cantlay. Yeah. That's obviously ludicrous to try and explain to normal people in the street that this thing was going one way altogether and then the only blip, the only way it slightly turned the other direction was that the crowd started abusing this guy for not wearing a hat. Like, come on, what a, what a dumb, bloody event. But that happened, and we know that happened. We also know that Cantley was by far the best American player from that point to the to yeah. the end. He was brilliant on Saturday. He was brilliant on Sunday. Uh it lit a fire under him because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. That's what the game is. You're supposed. You're not going out to play the other twelve. You're going out to play the twelve in their home patch. That's that's the game. Mm. Go and do it. Like Bethpage is going to be horrendous. As I heard, I heard one of the no laying up guys last night said, like you know, okay, the crowds in Europe are you know they're tough, but the crowds in Europe make up uh, acerbic songs about you. Yeah. In uh, Bethpage, in two years, they're just going to be going, "Go fuck yourself, you fucking <laughs> yeah. suck." Yeah. That's going to be it. Like, and it's going to be that ad infinitum for three days nonstop. New Yorkers getting pissed and shouting abuse yeah. at Rory McIlroy and Shane Lowry and all of that sort of stuff. I mean, but, hats off your bank account. Yeah. Isn't all that. It, it might not be all that funny, but it's also not all that vicious. No, exactly. I mean, so to those, yeah, like he's to those uh, of you who be, he's probably looking at it as a compliment. Yes, <laughs> I am very well. Yeah, I am Thank very you. well. Yes. Yeah, and look, you are I not. mean, the, fa- the fans do make a difference. I mean, if I was, you know, I, if I was walking down the fairway playing the Ryder Cup and I saw that man in the GA jersey with mayo for Ram, yeah, and I was John Ram, <laughs> and I curiously understood the context of the jersey, I'd be like, yeah, I'm willing to die for you. Yeah. Um, but you know. It's one factor of it, and it, like it's such a, 
it's such a difficult argument because there's an obvious pattern here. But then when you drill into the reasons for it, like the crowd is the one constant throughout, but surely you can't make much of a difference. I mean, and the Johnson, boring, there, yeah. there is a boring answer to that is that it's the play better. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the Americans, uh, sorry, the Europeans had three of the world's top four and they turned up. They won ten and a half points between them. They won and which five more than, sorry, yeah. about five more than two years ago and it was a five point winning margin whereas Scotty Scheffler became the first ever world number one never to win a point at the Ryder Cup you know I mean the, the Europe, Europe's top guys massively delivered mm. some of Europe's middle classes kind of stood up in Rose and Hatton and the Americans just flopped Homo mm. was great Cantlay was kind of channeled spite quite well and played well and otherwise it was a disaster I mean, yeah. and that comes back as well to some of Johnson's Picks as picks well are terrible. because, mm, like, yeah. he was way too loyal to the Speed Thomas duo because yeah. that has been reliable for him beforehand. But he went out, he saw them play a four ball Friday. Speed hardly met a, hit a fairway. He was a disaster off the tee. Like, in terms of strokes gained stats, he lost six shots off the tee to every uh, to the field. Like, it's like historically bad performance. And then Johnson was just like, you know what? I'll put you out an alternate shot on Saturday. Which basically wiped out half the yeah. potential winnable <laughs> holes in that match. No, no, you're exactly right. I was only going to say that the, 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 and you said it yourself, the middle class of the European team turned up as well. Uh, I watched the uh, Matt Fitzpatrick on Saturday morning or whatever morning, or Friday, no, Friday, Friday afternoon, afternoon. Uh, playing along with McElroy. And like at one point, McElroy burst out laughing because mm. Fitzpatrick like one putted the first six greens. And I, I was saying to somebody like that literally I could have played with Matt Fitzpatrick yeah. that afternoon <laughs> and been five up after six. Like, like it, it, McElroy was absolutely com- yeah. com- completely irrelevant there. And that was just Fitzpatrick playing in his first four balls ever in the Ryder Cup and winning his first point on his own in the Ryder Cup. So like the middle class exactly of the, of the European team all turned out. I thought Hatton was amazing. Fleetwood was deadly. Rose, exactly. So it's... Um, yeah, the, the, but you got to do it. You got to go and fucking play. Yeah, like and captains other- have to pick the right. Uh, I mean, the idea that it's you can just write off away Ryder Cups is absurd. When we've literally sat through mm. an, an American captain making a balls of his picks and then a balls of his pairings. Yeah, so, and like we were saying, we were even saying it here last week. Like whatever we we were saying, like Sam Burns seems to be. He was picked basically, what, what, do you, what do you call him? Scotty oh, Scheffler's com- companion pony. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is not a lot of use to Scotty Scheffler when Burns is lashing every drive oh, there wide. Was a, there right. was a, it just to extend the metaphor, there was a bang of Caligula puts his favourite horse <laughs> in the Senate to that, uh, to that pick in Rome. But he was, he was completely useless, you know, and, um, and, and Rory waxed him yesterday. And um, they also had two, you know, the, the, the two major winners that basically played themselves onto the team. Uh, that people were kind of going, oh, these two guys are going to be really nutty, really tough nuts to crack. Brian Harmon did absolutely nothing on Friday. Wyndham Clark played two of the worst bloody shots on the 18th, two oh, days yeah. in a row, that we were all sitting there going, where the hell was that in the LA Country Club, yeah, Wyndham? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he, he did it off the team. <laughs> but this yeah, yeah. yawning fairway meant it wasn't punished. And then, yeah. And then Clark didn't even get to do it three times in a row because he lost to Bob McIntyre. Yeah. McIntyre, yeah. the lowest ranked player in the yeah. field, like 80 odds. Just Who admitted <laughs> he was basically almost in tears walking to the first tee on Friday because he was so unsure that he was going to be able to do anything. Yeah. Poor Bob. Just lastly on the Americans' underperformance, Eddie Pepperell made an interesting point on Twitter. He basically put it down to laziness and arrogance in terms of the core setup was not, it wasn't tricked up like Mm. in Paris. But they just almost kind of didn't respect it because 
there was a question as well in, in the presser afterwards. Um, Shane Ryan had the stat that, uh, and Mal, you referenced it. I think um, Europe won the first hole 10, and 10 against four mm. across the first hole. And look, you see more tee shots off the first than anywhere else. But it was amazing how often Europe found the fairway and the Americans went into the rough. And Pepperell was making the point that, you know, a lot of the Europeans took three wood off that tee. Even Rory was putting a fade on his drive to avoid the mm. uh, hazards. Whereas the Americans were just taking driver and blasting it right and left. And I was just like, this is not, you know, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Like, this yeah, is, yeah, you yeah. have to stay on the fairway. So we should th- we should congratulate, obviously, Patrick Cantley on getting married today. Yes, God, um, God, God bless him. Uh, and I hope he can afford the wedding after the week of pro bono work <laughs> he's put down. Uh, <laughs> so the, the background to the, the cap and everything, just for mm. anyone who has missed it, obviously was there's a rumour that Cantley wasn't wearing his cap as a silent protest against the fact that they weren't getting paid. There was massive recriminations in the American team room because Cantley and a couple of others believe that the players should get paid for their work in the, mm. for their work in the Ryder Cup. Uh, the cap became this... Uh, protest uh, symbol uh, and then the US players apparently vowed not to wear it for the first hole and then mm-hmm. it, it just, that just kind of disappeared yeah. after the first five or six pairings people forgot uh, Morikawa forgot to put his back on um, <laughs> so it's hilarious that really unity some, uh, it, like yeah in this show of unity no your story about the hat being a symbol of fracture is wrong yeah, let's yeah. not agree on how many people yeah. not to wear the hat <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so I mean it has the bang of truth off it. Uh, for me, the I mean, Cantlay has come out hotly denied. Apparently, it was this unifying force in the US team room that we're going to go out and do it for that guy that we don't really dig a whole lot. <laughs> um, so, but the, the question does remain: Should they get paid? Should uh, Should Ryder Cup players be getting paid for this um, this it, uh, whole circus? It's a funny thing because it's um, there. There's some very obvious arguments to as to why they should. Um, you know. Like the Ryder Cup makes insane amounts mm. of money, and if you're on the ground at Marco Simoni like, this just week, just bang a money off the entire enterprises. It's ludicrous, yeah. and like you're, you know, the fans they couldn't they couldn't pour any more fans into the place, and when they're in there, they're playing like four euro for a bottle of water and twenty euro for a burger and mm. all this sort of shite. Like they, there, there is a bit of you know. Croke Park and All-Ireland Final Day yeah. in it, you know, where a lot of people are doing very well out of this except the lads down on the pitch banging into each other, yeah. you know? So there, there is certainly that argument and I can and I can absolutely see as well in the context of the last two years of golf where the, the fracturing of the sport has been so built around money and so built around the absolute money hose that has been poured uh, into it from the Middle East that, you know, these guys play in a, in a lot of rocket mortgage tournaments where there's absolutely no atmosphere, there's no kind of, there's no, it doesn't feel like there's anything on the line and that's their day job. Uh, and yet this one that is where things are expected of them in a way that 
aren't expected of them in a Rocket mm. Mortgage or in a Travelers. Why are we shitting all over the Rocket Mortgage? No, but you know here, what I mean. I because mean, I just feel well, like because, a little unfair. But you know what I mean. Just I'm sure they're great people. Really though. But the thing is, you, like you go, you go to those normal tour stops, and that's the day job for these players, and they don't owe anybody any bit of their time except when they play um, they don't you know they don't have to go to galas they don't have to go to dinners they don't have to yeah. they don't get shat on for missing a putt like it's their own thing and then they go to this this tournament that happens once every two years which is insanely stressful there's no mm. way getting get, getting around it like we can say that the Americans don't care or whatever but it's still even the not caring in the sort of cyclone of huge caring yeah. that they walk into is uh, it's a pain in the arse and they're doing it for, for nothing and and so I, I can I can see it I don't I don't uh, I always look at these things like okay there's a load of money being made who who is making it and so there's an argument I saw Brandon Chamley over the weekend the American uh, pundit going well, you know, they can say that they're not getting paid, but, you know, 20% of everything made in the Ryder Cup goes straight into the pension funds for PGA Tour players. And okay, these guys are the wealthiest, the the mm. the, the, the 1%, you know. Um, so what do they care about their pensions? But the PGA Tour is a collective, you know, and the pensions of people who get injured early or whatever, they have to be taken care of too. Rob McIntyre so- is now, a, Bob <laughs> McIntyre, whatever, is now a Ryder Cup player, which makes him a far more marketable prospect. Completely, than absolutely. Like that's, yeah. And like not to sound too much like I'm hiring an unpaid intern and saying it, but like the exposure is unbelievable. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. And Cantley, yeah. like I was Cantley. I mean, how does like the standard Irish fan know what do they know about Patrick Cantley? Yeah, it's true. He plays slow as hell, and I'll back him each way for the Masters, and then that bastard he's <laughs> he finished outside the top twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I kind of like him. Yeah, you know, I have yeah, to say yeah, yeah. because he he uh, was the it was Jamie Weir of Sky Sports who had that initial mm. report about the hat thing, and he said after it's complete lies. I've I only knew about it. When I was, everyone was wearing their hats at me. So yeah, yeah. I do love the idea. Like, what are they on about? Yeah, people? yeah, yeah. He's um, literally the last person to know about. But he responded incredibly well, and yeah. like I, he was he was one down against McElroy and Fitzpatrick on the sixteenth. Apparently, the US coverage said that. Europe hadn't lost a match on the 16th hole in four balls when they were one up since 2002. It's been over 20 years and against Rory McIlroy he goes birdie, birdie, birdie to win it and then also kind of rescued the drama of the Ryder Cup. I mean, in fairness to Cantlay he didn't get a check for turning up but this is kind of like the Patrick Cantlay Ryder Cup and like some of the I was going to call them conspiracy theories that's too much but like some of the stories around why he's not wearing a hat he said it's because I can't find one to fit which is Ludicrous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he had one at the Presidents Cup. Um, he didn't. He also have one wears at, hats. He didn't have. Yeah. One he also one does wear hats. Well, he was filling in, in the car park. <laughs> he was wearing one at the car park, leaving leaving that night. Um, but Xander Schauffele's dad was on German radio, and he mm. said apparently he didn't want to get tan line on his forehead before yeah, his uh, for his, his wedding. wedding. Which, I mean, anyone who saw Stuart Sink when he took his hat off <laughs> weekend would say, that's a pretty smart play. But I mean, Mal basically, and the last one on this, but Mal basically outlined the entire reason why they shouldn't get paid, which is that the entire sport revolves around money. Yeah. All anyone talks yeah. about is money. Like, can we not have like one week where, I mean, the FedEx Cup coverage, we, me and Owen talked about it uh, at the time. The FedEx Cup coverage last year was so hilarious because it was like the full thing had been like live you know like what a disgrace just completely outrageous he's like 
total, ba- uh, you know, like uh, lottery numbers, you know, like uh, they're demeaning the entire integrity of sport. And then it, go- it comes to the FedEx Cup and it's literally wall to wall. Who's going to win the $15 million? I, yeah. I mean, in, the sh- in like the 10 year history of the FedEx Cup, like you're just like, lads, do you not hear yourselves? So, I mean, the, the full, the actual reason why they shouldn't get paid is like, it's the one weekend we don't need to talk about yeah. the grubbiness of the entire thing. So, And the, also, the, to go back to what I was saying earlier, the Ryder Cup does rest on, like, the only thing that this mad thing, the only reason it works is because everyone agrees that it's completely different. Yeah. Mm. And if you then start putting a price on it and start paying the players for turning up, that makes it just like everything else. And, I mean, and then that actually does... And mark devalue it, it. Yeah, and mark it off the, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Like, you know what I mean? If the Rocket Mortgage Classic is worth, you know, 30 million, if the prize fund for that is 30 mm. million quid, the prize fund for the Ryder Cup should be $3 yeah. billion. Dollars <laughs> because people care about it, you know, 100 times more, you know, 1,000 times more. In any case, um, listen, great stuff, lads. Great stuff last week setting it up. And uh, I think we all had a ball. Uh, just picturing Malachi shouting for the Americans all day, Friday all day, Saturday and all day yesterday. So thanks, guys. It had to happen. I can't, they ruined another fucking Ryder Cup on me. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm just back from the embassy. The ambassador's receptions are noted in society for their host's exquisite taste that captivates his guests. Monsieur, with this rocher, you're really spoiling us. Well, I had some pate. That's pretty French. Just canapes, man. You know what I mean? It's mm. Complete absence of Ferrero Rocher. Excellent. Man of culture. Good manners in football. How many Ferrero Rocher did you show so down your car? This is why you didn't get invited. As if the French ambassador would poison my palate with a Ferrero Rocher. Monsieur, with this Rocher, you're really spoiling us. I was eyeball to eyeball with the French government's representative here in Ireland. We have Shane Horgan coming up on the show tomorrow as we build up to Ireland, Scotland. Um, Ken, uh, you may have noticed over the last uh, couple of years that I have been, I have been quite cutting about the Scottish rugby team. Yeah, you may have noticed. I have noticed that. Yeah. You know, I've, w- you know, staked a large portion of my journalistic reputation. A phrase like that suggests that I have a journalistic reputation. You must be twitching a little bit in your seat. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. And of course, um, you're you're. Um your man uh, Hogg isn't there anymore. He's there. He's he's no longer there. Maybe I was right. You know, when you think about it, all those years saying that Stuart Hogg was, you know, poison in the in the hotel. Well, in the dressing. You're room. the one that said it. Now that they have lanced the boil of Hogg, the Hogg boil. Yeah. Uh, maybe Scotland are about to soar. Well, not until Burnham Wood comes to Dunsinane, Murph. <laughs> you know. You should be all right until that happens. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. Uh, plenty of build-up all this week. Anyway, that's pretty much it for today. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Kieran. If you fancy joining us on the World Service, then all shows will be available to listen ad-free. In the meantime, thanks so many for listening. And don't forget, the Second Happens podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. It's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sport's important.